0: Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Well, good morning once again. Thank you guys for being here. If I haven't got to meet you yet, my name's Bobby and uh, we're so thankful each and every one of you are here with us today. And uh, I was thinking about it last night, you know, sometimes th- there's things that keep us from going to church, there's things that keep us, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, like freezing cold weather, whether it be, uh, uh, you know, something that I did the night before that I feel guilty of, but I just started thinking, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past looks like, we want this church to feel like your church you don 't have to uh, uh, put on a mask you don 't have to decorate like we decorate our house for christmas we don 't have to decorate to to be involved in what god 's all about and so I just pray that that this place is a is a place of hope for you. This is a house of hope for you. And so, again, thank you for being here. We're in week three of our series called Christmas at the Movies. And we've been digging in, uh, just looking at these classic Christmas films, pulling some truth out of those, see how they align with the Bible. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I get, I get uh, now that we've done this for a couple weeks, I've been getting uh, movie requests every single week, right? And uh, several men are, are quite mad at me that I haven't done Die Hard yet. Uh, and then, and then I've had a few women upset about my Hallmark comment, uh, but uh, it's—I uh, promise you—I'm um, I'm watching too many Christmas movies right now uh, to, to to sermon study, right? But uh, you can, if you didn't catch week one or week two, go back and catch those uh, on our website. Uh, week one, we did Elf, Buddy the Elf, and we looked at how can I have joy in my life? How can I have joy in my world? Even when things aren't the way they should be, how do I have joy? And then last week, we looked at the Grinch, and the Grinch's heart was two sizes too small. And we looked about uh, how everything is a matter of the heart. Solomon told us that. Jesus told us that. And how do we have peace in our heart? Well, today we're going to jump into one more real, real classic movie, and and we're going to talk about today Mr. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown is our guy today. Um, Anyone never seen Charlie Brown Christmas? Anybody have no idea what I'm talking about? Any of you young folks, y'all seen it? Okay, good. I thought I might have a few. Uh, As you know, Charlie was like this main character in the old comic Peanuts, right, and uh, uh. if you go back and you uh, do some research, the, the creator of this says he created Charlie Brown because he was just an average, ordinary guy that he wanted everyday people like us to have somebody to relate to. Uh, but during the Christmas season, Charlie had a bit of a problem. So let's jump in with Charlie Brown this morning. <laughs> the Charlie Browniest. Charlie just couldn't figure it out, is what he keeps saying. He's like, I don't know why uh, I, I can't figure this out. There's, there's something not right. There's something missing. I know I'm supposed to like Christmas, but I just don't get it. And um, right away, we see in, in Charlie Brown's life, maybe some of you can relate to this. We talked about this in week one. The Christmas season, if you look up any statistics, the Christmas season has the highest for depression and anxiety and loneliness, this season of of life. And maybe some of you uh, feel that way today. Millions of people feel during this season that something's missing, just like Charlie Brown says. But there are a few uh, uh, biblical characters that I think we can also look at in the Christmas story and see that they kind of relate to Charlie Brown. They kind of relate to this Well, I thought it was going to be like this, but this is how it really has turned out. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to Matthew chapter one, Matthew chapter one, Matthew's the first book of the New Testament. Uh, uh, We call it the gospel of Matthew. And this is Matthew's version of everything that he saw, everything that God told him to write about Jesus' life. And so Matthew chapter 1, if you don't have your Bible, it'll be on the screen. Let's stand to our feet as we read this story. In Matthew chapter 1, we'll begin reading in verse number 18 this morning. And the Bible says this, The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man, did not wanting, not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father, bless the reading of your word. I pray that you would speak to our hearts today. Lord, as we um, dig into this, this character of Joseph and his story and your story, Jesus, like h- help us to, to see, to feel, to understand exactly what you want us to leave here with today. in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So we see right here at the beginning, it's, there's something weird going on, right? It's his fiance. Joseph's fiance. It it looks as if she's been unfaithful, right? He's like, okay, we're supposed to get married, but now you're pregnant. Like things aren't, go- I, I didn't sign up for this. This isn't what I really planned for this to be. This isn't what I wanted. You know, I think that's what Joseph's thinking in his mind. But we can look at the whole story, right? We get to read the rest of the story uh, and we get to see that, that it wasn't what it looked like, right? We, Joseph was just seeing, wait, I was supposed to be married to her. Now she's pregnant. And the Bible says uh, he was a good guy, so he was going to divorce her quietly. He didn't want to disgrace her. He knew something was wrong. His first reaction when he saw that something was wrong, what was his first reaction? He's like, okay, I'm done, I'm out, Like, Like, this isn't what I wanted it to be. Obviously, you weren't faithful to me, not what I signed up. This is how I thought it would be. And you start thinking about that. Joseph's sitting here saying the same thing Charlie Brown is. This is supposed to be a a wonderful time. This is supposed to be awesome. I'm engaged. We're going to get married. I'm happy. I'm excited. Charlie Brown, this is Christmas. I love decorating trees and opening presents and giving away stuff, but it's just there's something missing. And maybe today that's you. That's you. You're in this season of, why am I not content? Why don't I have joy? Where's the peace in my life? How can I have have hope with the way my situation is? And Joseph made a decision. The Bible says he made a decision to divorce his wife. He made a decision based on what he could see. He made a decision on probably what he was feeling inside. And how often do you and I do that? How often do we make decisions based on our circumstances? We make decisions based on how I feel today, right? Well, we, we got to understand this and we all, we all know it, but sometimes we just need a reminder. Like our feelings go up and down, right? It's like the weather. Our feelings, some days are, some days are good, some days not. And, and I think here's the, the message that, that maybe you need to hear this Christmas. Make your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears, Make your choices reflect your hope, not your fears. I want to live my life with the hope of Jesus. I want to live my life with, you know what? I don't understand it. I don't see it. This isn't how I drew it up. But God, you know, and I'm going to make choices based on my hope that is in you. Because you see, if you think about this, there was no solution for Joseph to bring to the table. He couldn't figure this out, right? And what do we want to do? All my my Enneagram One friends, right? All my high D leaders. Like, what do we want to do? We want to control it, right? We want to do this, and we do this, and we do this, and then everything's fine. But Joseph couldn't bring anything to the situation. Like, this was out of his hands. This is something that God wanted for him. And so Joseph was in this need of hope. He He was in a deep need for hope to show up in his life. And I want you to think about this. Maybe that's you today. But look what happens in verse twenty. Look what happens in verse twenty. Joseph, Joseph finds out his wife's pregnant. It wasn't him. But after he considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, and he says, "What is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit." The angel's saying, "Listen to me, Joseph. It's not what it looks like on the outside." And and. I can only imagine Joseph in that moment, right, where he's he's down in the dumps, he's frustrated, he's getting ready to get a divorce, and then God shows up in his situation. God shows up in his life, and, and he's like, okay, listen, it's not what you think it is. I'm in charge here. Here's what I want you to know, Joseph. Stick with me because I'm the hope that you have for this relationship. I'm the only hope you have. You can't bring anything to the table. It's all about me is what Jesus is saying. And and, and I think if we could go back and we could talk to Joseph, I think he would tell us this. I love this quote. With God, life is an endless hope. But without God, life is a hopeless end. Man, that's good. Life is an endless hope with God. All right, I don't see it, but listen, man. I'm going to trust you. The angel appeared. He told me what the truth is. He told me what's going on. And so I, I'm going to put my hope in that. And with Jesus, there's endless hope. That hope doesn't run out. But without Jesus, that, there's a hopeless end. I have no hope. My, 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 my family struggle is real. My life struggle is real. My sin struggle is real. Without Jesus, there's no hope. And that's the Christmas story, right? Right? That's the reason for Christmas is that Jesus' birth fixes what we need in the, the brokenness that we have, the hopelessness that we have, that's what the Christmas story is all about. So let's keep going. Verse 21 As we go back, Joseph has this dream. The angel of the Lord came to him. And verse 21, she, talking about his wife, will give birth to a son and you are named him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The reason Jesus came Listen to me. This this applies to all of us. It's not just those of us who go to church. It's not just those of us who who know Christ. Those of us who don't have a relationship. He came because all of us are sinners in need of a savior. Every single one of us no matter how much we don't think we are and and and, and even this Sinners in need of a savior doesn't just mean uh, all the people who think different than you do, <laughs> right? It doesn't just mean the other political party that you don't like, right? All of us are, are sinners in need of a Savior. Not just people who act different and dress different and talk different. We all need Jesus, all of humanity. And the Bible says there in verse 21 She gave birth to a son, your name is Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Here's the bottom line Jesus was born to die. Jesus was born to die. The promise of Christmas is that we have a hope from God in the name of Jesus. In spite of what it looks like on the outside, right? Charlie Brown just doesn't understand it. Joseph doesn't understand it. What it looks like may not be there in the way that we want it to be, but in Christ there's hope. It may not look like what's on the outside. And the promise of Christmas, the promise of Jesus being born in a manger, gives you and I hope, and it helps you and I not be the Charlie Browniest in the group. Let's keep going. Let's see how Joseph responded. So, Jesus, uh, the angel comes to him, tells him he's going to be uh, uh, have his wife's going to have a baby, and it's and it's going to be named Jesus. And then look at verse twenty-four. The Bible says, when Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. Look at his response. Joseph's response was obedience. His response was obedience. And the truth for us today is is this. God has a plan and you have a part. God has a plan, but you have a part in that plan. You have a a, a choice in that plan. You have decisions to make in that plan. He has the plan, but you and I have a choice. Only God knows what that perfect plan is for us. Only God knows... you know, how our lives would, would be the most fulfilling and living out our purpose. And you and I have to, to figure that out. We have to understand that. And, and and we have to not try to do things on our own and not try to make things up in our lives. We Because when we do that, what do we do? We make mistakes, we struggle, we we, we get off track, right? And so o- obedience to God is, is how you and I can live this life of, of joy and of peace and of hope, being obedient to what God's called us to. To do, uh, I, I wrote this down, obeying God is the only way to know we are doing the right thing. Obeying God is the only way to know that we're doing the right thing. When we get in those tense moments with, with the Lord, is this, is this me, is this you God, should we do this, should we take this big step, should we move, should I change jobs, the obedience to the Lord is the only way to know we're doing the right thing. Think about it, if you go all the way back to Adam and Eve, right? Go all the way back to Adam and Eve. They rejected God's authority, and what happened? They fell into sin, right? Just like what you and I do. When we try to take over, when we try to make all the decisions, we fall short of allowing God to rule our lives. And we, we fall short of what God has a plan, and I have a part. Well, God didn't mess his plan up, right? But I may must mess my part up. And even when we don't immediately understand, we can trust in his wisdom. We can trust in in that he is, his thoughts are not my thoughts, his ways are not my ways, the Bible says. But obedience is connected to trust. Our obedience is connected to how much do I trust you, God? How much do I put you in control of my life? I I, I dug into that a little bit. And it, it actually comes, obedience actually comes from a Latin word meaning to hear to hear. So when we obey God, it's a sign that we trust him and we're listening to what he has to say to us. If I'm going to have obedience in my life, I listen to what God says and, and I go and I do that and I truly believe that what he's saying is best for my life. Obedience is connected to trust. And you guys know this, in times of our life when we don't listen we don't obey God what we're really saying what we're really telling God is you know what God I got this I I can do this a little better than you that's what we're really saying when God calls us to something when God uh, uh, reveals his plan to our lives and he helps us see that I know better than you God I I got you and and, and isn't that what Adam and Eve did they're like you know what I can't eat that tree but man I really want that one and so I'm going to go for it it's not that big a deal no, no, no worries. And so if if obedience is built off trust, you know, a lot of times in churches you'll hear a, a, a pastor say, well, well, do you know God? Do you know God? Well, today I want to ask you a little deeper question, a, a question that I, I want to encourage you to write down. Do I trust God? Do I trust Him? Is my trust in Him. And so often we do this. We trust Him with our eternity, but I got the day today. <laughs> I'll trust you with, yeah, I want to go to heaven and I'm going to spend my eternity, uh, eternity with you, but, but I, got, I got this big problem in my life. I'll just, I'll hang on to this one. I'll take care of this one, right? And, and, and it's, it's so backwards that we, we trust God with one another, our our soul, but with my body and my life, I'll take care of that. Joseph could not see it. He couldn't see it. All he saw, pregnant wife, this isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I signed up for. But he, he still obeyed because he trusted God. His trust was in God. Okay, God, I don't see it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm to do exactly what you called me to do. So let's go back to Charlie Brown one more time. Oh, well, we got two more clips, but I want you to see Charlie Brown and see what else we can learn, some of the same similarities that we're seeing with Joseph. Let's watch this. We need a director, and you need involvement. We need a director, and you need involvement. I think this Christmas and in this season, when we get into situations and we get into our circumstances, like Joseph, we get into circumstances like like Charlie Brown. if something's missing? We need involvement. We need involvement. And 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 get get involved in what God is doing. Get involved with what God is doing. I, I truly believe this. I don't. I don't believe in uh um uh, you know just happenstance, I don't believe in coincidence, I believe that we have design, uh, divine moments in our life, God leads us to places, and I think God's placed you right here, right now in this season of your life for a purpose. You have a purpose, no matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been a believer, no matter if you're not a a church person, no matter if you're not a Christian, God has a purpose and a design that he has divinely put in your life. And and it's your job and it's my job when something is missing, when I feel like there's, there's, there's just a disconnect somewhere, I don't get it. That's the biggest moment in your life Then you need to get involved in what God is doing. You stay disconnected, right? You stay disconnected and everybody else is is doing the play, right? All your other friends, everybody else in your life, they're doing the play, but you're disconnected. That's when the enemy is going to hurt you the most. That's when he's going to try to conquer you the most. Through, uh, I believe this, the local church is, is the, the way that we're going to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus. There's tons of ministries that are reaching people for Jesus. Get involved in what God is doing. I think there's two levels for you to get involved. Number one is you get involved personally. Get involved personally. That's between me and Jesus, right? That means I'm going to get involved in praying. I'm going to get involved in uh, uh, singing praise. I'm going to get involved in, in whatever it takes for me to connect with Jesus on a personal level. But get involved on a collective level as well. Get Involve. What you need, Charlie Brown, is involvement. Get people in your life that are serving Jesus and get around those people. Be involved with those people. Do what they're doing. Watch how they serve the Lord. Do those same things. But I want you to notice this, right? And and, and Charlie Brown, I I love him, When, when she said, we need a director. Why don't you be the director? Did you show, did you see what happened? He went from down in the dumps to this weird, crazy smile, right? And it just, it just did something. And I think that's exactly what happens when you and I get involved in serving other people. Yeah, we think, uh, 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 you know, there's somebody here that we need to help. But what does that do for me, right? It does just as much for me when I go and I get involved in someone else's life. Because why? Because that's how God created us. That's why God created us. But notice something in Joseph's story. Joseph, he he didn't see what was going on. He fell asleep. The angel told him to do it. He woke up. He obeyed. But notice that Joseph's circumstances haven't changed. His wife is still pregnant and it's not his baby, right? His circumstances hasn't changed. It doesn't say, the Bible doesn't say, well, all his questions were answered. Everything that he wanted to know, it was good. But he acted in obedience because of his encounter with God. He acted in obedience because he experienced Jesus on a personal level. He was literally awakened to the hope that God had for him. And Joseph might have been thought, How can I do this? How can I do this? Why? Well, This is going to be embarrassing. I don't know what people are going to think. I don't know what people are going to say. And just like Charlie Brown, what was Charlie Brown's thing? Well, I don't know anything about how to direct. (laughs) I don't know what to do. I don't know how that that I'm supposed to do that. How do I get involved? What do I do? And, And what did she say? She said, well, don't worry, Charlie Brown. I'll be there with you. Don't worry, Charlie Brown. I'll be there with you. That's the job of the local church. That's the job of of why we do what we do, because we want to help you find your sweet spot. You have a sweet spot. You have a designed purpose that God has put in you. And and, and we want to help you find that, whether it be inside the church walls or outside the church walls. We want to help you find your purpose. That's one of the roles. We want you to find that and pursue that. Find that purpose, find that design, and, and you need involvement with that thing. So today, maybe some of you can you can list this quick. What are you passionate about? What gets you fired up? What do you love? What, what, is, what are those things in your life? I think if we can take the things that we love and we're passionate about and the desires that God has put on our heart, We take those things and we get involved with those things and use those for the glory of God. That's when we're truly living out our purpose. That's when we're truly living out of the way that God designed us. And I believe this with all my heart. There's nothing more fulfilling than living out your purpose. There's nothing more fulfilling in life. There's nothing more hopeful in life. Nothing that gives as much joy and as, as much peace than living out the hope, living out the purpose that God's put in my life. David said it like this in Psalm 57, verse two, I cry out to the most high God, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. You see, God knows the number of my days. He knows the number of your days. And he's going to fulfill every purpose he has for us. And essentially it goes back to this. God has a plan and you have a part. God has a plan and I have a part to play in that plan. But here's what I believe to be true. Just like the angel showed up to Joseph in the middle of his struggle, in the middle of his, I don't see it, but I need your help, Jesus. Just like that, Jesus will show up in our situations, in our circumstances, just like he did for Joseph. And when Jesus steps on the scene of our life, that's when we can proclaim, okay, I have hope now. I have hope. Hope is here. Hope is a part of this situation now. Whatever it is, hope, you can have hope, and that's what Christmas is all about. That's why Jesus had to come, and that's a truth that we cannot forget. I need involvement. If I want to find hope, I want to find fulfillment, I need involvement on a personal level, on a collective level. I need to understand what my design is, what my purpose is, and allow God to to show me that so that I can go use it for his glory and that is a truth that we cannot forget let's check in one more time you know it's been a long time since i watched that movie until the last couple of weeks and i forgot how mean those kids were to him <laughs> i mean they were ruthless right dude you're hopeless <laughs> you're terrible that's the worst tree i've ever seen what are you doing I started thinking about this. I wonder how many times in our lives do the people that we love or even the people that that we just have in our lives don't understand our involvement. They don't understand our involvement with Jesus. They don't understand our involvement with church. You know what? Everyone is not going to understand. Everyone is not going to believe the way you do. As a a matter of fact, the enemy is going to use people to distract you, to discourage you from being involved, from being obedient to God. There's always going to be doubters. There's always going to be haters in all of our life. But if we keep this this in our mind, the goal of fulfilling the God-given purpose and bringing him glory is not making everyone else happy. That's not the goal. The goal is bringing God glory with my life. The goal is that, that I serve him. I'm obedient to him. That I trust him. That he is my hope in this world. It's not to make people happy. All of Charlie Brown's friends made fun of him. They discouraged him. They dogged him. Except for one. Little old Linus. Linus stood by his friend while everyone else laughed. Linus stood up. He said, I'll tell you what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. I'll let you know how this is supposed to go. And he told him the real meaning of Christmas. God sent his only son so that we may be saved. God sent his only son so that we may fulfill a purpose in this world, so we can have a Savior who is with us. One of my encouragements to you this week, last week we said, be like Cindy Lou who. This week I say, be like Linus. Be like Linus. Who's that one person that you're engaged with that you're propping up? They're struggling. They don't see it. Something's missing. This is a a tough season for them. Go be like Linus this week, church. Paul was writing to the church in in, uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It says this, may the God of hope, may the God of hope, May the God of hope, think about this, that's what he's titling God, that's God's name, the God of hope. May he fill you with all joy and all peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow with hope, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Think about that. Think about that with me, church. That's his name. That's his title. The God of hope. That you and I may go to him this Christmas season and we be filled. We be overflowing with joy and peace and hope in our life. Overflowing. So that we can go be Linus to somebody else. We have it so much in us that it's coming out of everything that we do. I think Charlie Brown, if you... Continue to watch that. He goes outside and he has a great time. Charlie Brown realized the meaning of Christmas once he realized the hope that was in Jesus. He realized what Christmas was all about. Joseph, Joseph got hope in his life when he experienced God, when he obeyed to this command. God, I don't see it. God, I don't know. I know you got a plan. So here's my part. My part is being obedient to you. Do you have that hope today, church? Do you have that hope in your heart where you can overlook your situation? You can overlook the struggles. You can overlook the the sin. You can overlook the the feelings of unworthiness, the, the, the conviction that you have. Do you have that hope in your life that no matter what comes my way, I have a Savior who can handle it? Joseph was literally awakened to the hope of God. Are you living your life out of hope or are you living your life out of fear? Maybe your situation looks hopeless. Maybe your situation looks like, man, I can't, I can't do this anymore. One thing I love about the Christmas story is this. No matter what passage of scripture you read, every single person had their own encounter with God. Mary had an encounter Joseph had an encounter, the shepherds had an encounter, the wife. Everybody had their own experience with God. And they experienced him in different ways. And we can't live our lives off of someone else's encounter with God. And so if you are here today, I want you to know that God wants to have an encounter with you. God wants to have an encounter with you so that he can reveal his plan so that you can overflow with hope and you can overflow with peace and you can overflow with confidence. He he wants to have an encounter with you and I so that we would build that trust with him so that when he calls us to take a step, we're obedient. We say, I don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't know it. But here we go, God. I'm gonna take my family and we're gonna make this big decision. Here we go. Come on. That's what Christmas is all about. And the great thing is we, we get to read the rest of the story. We know how it turns out for Joseph and Mary. <laughs> I ask you this morning just to bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to just give you a moment right now. Here in a second, Brad's going to sing. But I want to give you a second just to have your own encounter with God today. Just take a few minutes, man. This is a busy season. Take a few moments and have an encounter with God. Maybe you feel a little Charlie Brownie-ish today. Maybe you feel like Joseph before he took a nap. You just don't see it, you just don't understand it. It's, it's hard. Just bow your heads, close your eyes, and just speak to the Lord today. Allow Him to speak to you. Maybe God's speaking to your heart today about you need involvement. The reason why you're lonely, the reason why you're struggling, the reason why you're depressed is because you're not involved. You're not involved in what God's doing. Would you open up your heart and your mind to what He has for you? personally, collectively. I've got all the world can offer, but I don't have hope. If that's you today, you can find hope in Jesus. Father, speak to us for these next few minutes as we respond to what we've heard, as we read this story of Joseph, we we watch this movie about Charlie Brown. There's so many things that that you can use to, to speak directly to our hearts. And I pray first and foremost that everybody in this room knows you, has hope in their heart because of you. If there's one here that doesn't know, God, I pray that today would be the day of salvation. Lord, I pray that you would be with anyone in this room who's battling with hopelessness. Let's battle them with having not a joy-filled life. Give them an understanding that you bring hope. When you sent your son Jesus, you sent hope to our lives. Help us to receive that. Help us to trust in that. So that we may overflow with that hope to everybody we come in contact with. Help us to go be Linuses this week. Lord, we love you. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. As Brad sings, let's stand to our feet. You need somebody to talk to. You need somebody to pray with you. I'll be up here. We got some folks in the back. Just be obedient to what God has for you. Let's stand. Let's sing out with Brad. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you. And the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you and have a wonderful day.